episode of Marcus and Baker coming at you. <laughs> Our doppelgangers. One's a starter. One's do you know what I was t- saying. Mm. If Tampa Bay ever comes to town and I can get on field passes, you should take a picture with him. No, you and you and him. As long as you take a picture with Mayfield or not Mayfield, Mariota. I would if he ever came to town. <laughs> You never know. He might just decide to come to town because he's hurt. Right? You never know. Yeah, or maybe he'll become the new starter since Denver sucks, as we'll talk about. Would you today. take Mariota over Wilson right now? No. Mariota's just he's I'm sorry, he's just not that good. I mean he's fine. the Oregon Mariota, absolutely. Oh, I dude. Would take college football Mariota, let's go. He was phenomenal. I mean, hence Great. why he was such a top pick. Same yeah. with same with Baker Mayfield. College Mayfield, let's go. Well, not his off-field stuff because he was a moron. Uh, he's, he's just a party dude. That's all. But on the fi- but on the field, oh yeah, he was good. Uh, he, was, he was good. He was very, 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 very good. Anywho, mm-hmm. what we are gonna be talking about this week, as always, with the NFL season here, we're gonna start you off with the week two recap some interesting games some blowouts and some teams who need to get their ass in gear broncos thanks a lot jacksonville um we will cover some nfl news that happened in week two then we will discuss what the balls happened to the broncos i mean it's just i was i was there live in person watching it and i can vouch what happened yeah i saw saw... kareem jackson can't stop hitting people in the head and the offense can't score when they have a lead yeah pretty much uh we're gonna hit you with some stats of the week my segment not Derek's. then we're gonna touch on some college football recap and see you and csu last week also getting ready for their both of those t both both of those college teams upcoming games also cover some other college football a lot of good matchups a lot week. of good games this week yes then we will get you prepped for nfl week three get you some idea of what are some must win games of the week and what we are looking forward to in week three and then some weekly picks but Derek, let's yes. kick it off with week two recap oh yeah so kicking things off get it because football I got it, Eric. <laughs> On Sunday morning, we had the Packers went to Atlanta mm. to face the Falcons, and the Falcons come away with a one-point last-minute victory, 25-24. to 24. I mean, Jordan Love came out, and he, he played pretty good, but, you know, the Falcons just uh, had the ball last, and they were able to, you know, kick a game-winning field goal with 57 seconds left. Well, it wasn't that. It was the Packers had no running game. To no. ice the game. I I talked about it last week. The Packers' best player is Aaron Jones, and he was out. And mm-hmm. it showed. A.J. Dillon's not a starting running back in the NFL. And B. John Robinson is just only going to get better. That guy's a beast. Yeah. he's Dude, the, the one run he had where he juked out four dudes, oh, it's just, just gross. <laughs> I mean, he did it while he was at Texas. Now he's doing it in the pros. <laughs> Man, but uh, Packers fall to one and one. Falcons improve to two and oh. Surprisingly, I don't believe in them though. 
Oh God, no! It's it's because of their. <laughs> oh God, no! It's just because of their schedule. Like Desmond Ritter, two to thirty-seven with a touchdown, was not impressive. No, it, it's Bijan Robinson here, mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty-four yards on nineteen attempts. Just give, keep feeding him the ball. Give him the ball like forty times. I know yep. he's a rookie; you don't want to wear him out. But anywho, next game, the Las Vegas Raiders headed across the country to face against the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills dominated from start to finish, winning thirty-eight to ten. I mean, we called it. We each said Buffalo was pissed after that loss to the Jets, and that they would probably wax the Raiders. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Garoppolo only 185 yards, a touchdown, a couple turnovers. He, their most rushing yards on the day was the dude named Tucker. Who? Who? 34 yards on one carry. Woo! Hot damn. They had 55 total rushing yards. Mm. And Josh Jacobs, nine carries, four minus two yards. How about that? Hope you didn't draft him in fantasy. Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. But well, yeah, having also, three turnovers, though, did not help. No, they no. And also, Buffalo finally used their running game, and James Cook, 17 carries, 123 yards. And Eric, here's another big difference why Buffalo dominated time and possession. Buffalo had it for 40 minutes, 4 seconds. Raiders, 19 minutes, 56 seconds. It's also, it's amazing, Josh Allen, what happens when you don't just yeet the ball trying to get play big plays. Yeah, how about that? So Buffalo improves to one and one. Raiders fall to one and one. Uh, Ravens at the Bengals in a divisional matchup. The mm. Ravens get the three point win, twenty seven to twenty four. And honestly, the score is a lot closer than this game was. Yeah, the the Bengals are just what the hell's going on with them this year? I think Burrow not being able to practice with the team for all of preseason really hurt this offense i mean only 282 total yards whereas the ravens at 415 real quick you have to admit that throw and catch by nelson aguilar with looking over his shoulder Woo-hoo! i mean that was that was man impressive damn, that was a damn good catch that he had yeah and also zay flowers looks like a good receiver Rookie. he does he i mean sure he, does. he had a good game he's had a good start to the season for the the ravens um, but Joe Burrow, two touchdowns, had a pick, only 220 yards, though. It's just not a good start for the, the the Bengals. And Joe Burrow's calf is even worse, and he might not play this week. Yeah, he re-aggravated it. So who knows what's going to happen with him. Um, but Lamar Jackson, impressing so far. And Living up to his contract, yeah. Living up to his contract. So the Ravens approved to 2-0. Bengals are off to an O and 2 start. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Seattle Puddle Pigeons. Oh! Went to Detroit and pull out a 37-31 overtime win. Patterson boots it right down the middle. Overtime, here we come. Smith to throw. Pressure from Hutchinson. Runs away. Great throw. Lock it down in for the end zone. It's over. The Seahawks win it. Boo. The Lions defense was awful in this game. Bad. And, man, so many damn injuries they had in this game. That's the big thing. The injuries. C.J. Gardner-Johnson tears his pec. He's out for the year. 
David Montgomery is out for a while. I mean, Taylor Decker got hurt. Their starting guard was it Vitae? He got hurt. I mean, a lot of guys got hurt in this game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mont St. Brown, his toe injury. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys that got hurt in this game. Yeah, you can't afford to have St. Brown down. He had six catches, 102 yards. But yeah, Detroit, I mean, they had three turnovers in this game. And yeah, Goff finally threw an interception for the first time in almost 400 passes. Which, dude. <laughs> Very impressive. impressive. It is. And I mean, Geno Smith had 300. Geno Smith had 328 yards passing. It's because the Lions had no pass rush. No, none. And there were some plays where you look at Geno Smith, you go, that's why they gave you what 60,000 billion bajillion dollars in the offseason. But then he makes these boneheaded decisions where he's rolling back for 30 yards on first down and gets sacked. Yep. Kicks his team out of field goal range, and you're like, what are you doing? He thinks well, he's in, I, I he thinks he's in college to, again. I don't know what to make of the Seahawks. They still can't run the ball. 82 yards rushing with this team where you have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenneth like, Walker's off to a slow start. Kenneth even Walker's off to a slow start. Geno Smith was their second leading rusher with 20 yards. Woo! So yeah. uh, the Seahawks, look, they got the win, overtime win. Did the lot the Lions had to come back and tie it, right? Or was yes. it the other way around? Uh no, Lions came back and tied it. So Lions, this was your first home game of the season, and you just screwed the pooch. You get another right. chance this week, but this was a game you should have won. Yeah, Riley Patterson kicked a 38 yard uh, field goal as time expired to send it to overtime. So both teams are one and one. Both of both of these teams. Uh, the next game, the Colts went into Houston and beat the Texans 31 to 20. Anthony Richardson with a couple of rushing touchdowns, but leaves with a concussion is out this week as well. But the thing to take away, I think from this game is, uh, CJ Stroud played a good game. Oh, he played a great game. If you're the Texans, that's gotta be encouraging seeing him play that way. I mean, I think that, I think that sums up what you are looking for in these rookie QBs is you want to just see progress. You want to see flashes and CJ mm-hmm. Stroud showed it. The problem is, is you got to give your rookie quarterback more than 52 yards rushing. Yeah, seriously. You don't want your rookie throwing 47 times. No, <laughs> but uh, I think it's safe to say too, if you have Nico Collins and fantasy, or if you don't, he's a free agent, pick him up because he is starting to become, uh, CJ's favorite target in this yeah, last seven game. Seven catches, he, 146 yards, and a touchdown. First game he did good, but this game he broke out. But you can definitely tell he's got chemistry with Nico Collins mm-hmm. going forward. Um, Gardner Minshew coming in, very effective. 19 to 23, 171 yards, and a touchdown. That's all they really needed him to. Is Zach Moss had 18 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the Colts defense is just better than the Texans. That's what yeah. it was. Well, the Texans are in rebuild mode. We we said it going into this year. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be okay. They're they're not gonna be as bad as Arizona, but they're not gonna be that good. Uh uh-uh. might not be as bad as the Bears either, but we'll touch on that coming <laughs> up. Uh so Colts are one and one, I believe. Yes, Colts are one yes. and one, Texans are 0 and two. Uh game that uh. was probably the most one of the most sloppy games of the week. The Good Chiefs God. go to Jacksonville and win 17 to 9. 
wasn't even that. I mean, what? Not even a real exciting game. I mean, no. Jacksonville. Hello, what happened to your offense? Show up. Hello. They couldn't score in the red zone. <laughs> no. All right, Trevor Lawrence, two hundred sixteen yards passing on forty-one attempts, no touchdowns, didn't have a pick. Chiefs had three turnovers and they still won the game. Yeah, unbelievable. And like Mahomes threw for three hundred yards, it really doesn't feel like it. It, it, no. it like the Chiefs had a yard shy of four hundred, but man, did they not look good again? Both teams could not score in the red zone. Both, both of these red zones, and. <laughs> The Jags, like the Jags defense, I thought did all right. They did. I mean, they 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 mostly kept, you know, Kelsey had a touchdown, but he only had four grabs for 26 yards. They kept him in check. Yeah, Sky so. Moore, 30 or three catches, 30 catches, three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. But neither just... team impressed. They still have a ways to go. And the Chiefs are, you know, they're not going to be able to sign even more talent now that Mahomes, you see, restructures contract the next three years. So, uh, I mean, good luck, Chiefs, signing guys. Hey, <laughs> if I'm Mahomes, I'm like, yo, I, I want more money. And I don't blame him at all. $210 million in three years, Eric. That's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of bread. But, yeah, good luck signing guys that want to come to your team, though. No, but That's I picked I that game say. right, Derek, to not because he's not good at picks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on a game I couldn't care less about, the Chicago Bears headed to oh, Tampa Bay and lost to the Buccaneers by 10, 27 to 17. Uh, the Bears suck. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Bears' offense is just, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll dive into this a little more after the with the week two recap. Well, Baker, Baker Mayfield, though, starting off pretty good. I mean – it's not hard when Fields throws a pick six on his own two-yard line. Very reminiscent of Kyler Murray against the Rams in the playoffs two years ago. Go Rams. Um, Go Rams. Mike Evans, dude. Six catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Why have they not signed him? Mike Evans just being Mike Evans, Eric. The guy He's going to be just... on another team next year. Why? He's going to have 1,000 yards again, too. <laughs> dude, he's going to have an easy 1,000. Yeah. Guy's good. So Bucks are two and zero. Bears are zero and crap. Watch, he'll uh, be a free agent, and the Chiefs will sign him. Oh God! Uh, Cooper Cup and my, uh, Mike Evans on the same offense sounds pretty good to me. But anyway, you never know. Uh, surprising upset of the week, maybe the Chargers go into ten- mm. Tennessee, and in overtime, the Titans win 27-24. J.K. Scott's the holder. Josh Harris, the long snapper. This good haul kick is on its way. And we are tied up at 24 and heading into overtime. From the near hash mark, the rain is lightened up. Good snap, good haul, kick is on its way. The game winner, and it is good! The Tennessee Titans in overtime have knocked off the L.A. Chargers 27-24. Yeah. Chargers defense, Brandon Staley. Hello, you're a defensive coach. Hello, what are you doing, dude? Ryan Tannehill threw for 205, 250 yards. Hello, not to mention that that bomb that he had to Traylon Burks wide open. How do you leave him that open? What are you doing? I I think the Chargers in this one missed Sproles more than they should have. Sproles, 
Eckler? Same. He's the. They're basically the same guy. They're both little guys. Like, they're, yeah. bo- they're both little guys who catch the ball better than they run the ball. Anyway. Okay, Derek. Enough. Uh, the Titans ran for 141 yards in this game. Mm. That was honestly the difference. Yeah, especially when the Chargers' leading rusher had 39 yards. Yeah, and like Herbert and the offense actually played a very good game. I like they they were not the problem here. No. It's this crappy defense that Brandon Staley for some reason throws out there week in and week out and cannot figure out how to stop the Tennessee Titans. I mean, he knew they were going to give the ball a lot to Derrick Henry. So, I mean, granted, he he had a good game, but he just you couldn't stop him when it counted. No, you couldn't stop Tannehill. Tannehill goes from throwing three interceptions one week to looking like the fr- franchise future in the next week because your defense sucks. Pretty much. Like, I, I'm not like a Chargers fan, but this is extremely disappointing for the Chargers. To be 0-2? Oh, yeah. To be 0-2? To, to have one of the worst defenses in the first two weeks. Yeah, you can't stop your, anybody. And having your offense be that good with Justin Herbert, yeah. And on like like I said at the beginning of the season, on paper the Chargers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. What's well, not looking like it now? Why are you owing two? Because Brandon Staley, and like after the game, they asked like, "Is that Jacksonville's loss still affecting you?" And he's like, "Rah, rah, rah, rah y'all suck. Rah, go Chargers." And it was like. Okay, that loss is still affecting this dude. He's like a deer in the headlights. Pretty much. So Chargers are 0-2. Titans are 1-1. Uh, into the afternoon games, this, I just, I I don't know what to do with my hands here. The Giants get lucky and win 31-28 over the crappy Arizona card. Jones throws, end zone shot! It's caught by Hodgins for the touchdown! They're an extra point away from coming all the way back. Jamie Gillen. Good hold. And the kick is through. The Giants have come all the way back for their first lead of the season. Dobbs lining it up. Launching away. It is knocked down. And the New York Giants put together one of their biggest comebacks in 99 years of Giants football. I mean, it's just the Giants, as we saw on Thursday, which we'll get to, the Giants suck, but the Cardinals suck more, and that's why they lost. There's really not much more that needs to be said. Like, if you look at the stats, the Giants had a good game. They didn't have a good game. You were down 28 nothing. At halftime. And did you see the Giants players in the locker room after the game? 20, no, 20, 20 nothing at halftime. Same thing. But 28 you were down to 7. You were down 28 to 7 at one point in this game. You were. And the Giants were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl in the locker room afterwards. If I'm Brian Dayball, I'm going into that locker room and saying, no, 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 no. You guys no, celebrate no. and you beat a bad team? You guys are celebrating because you had to come back. Daniel Jones threw for 321 yards in this game, and I think he looked like the worst QB in the league. He's he sucks. I, like, why did you pay him that much? We said that in the offseason. Why would you pay a guy that much money? You know, yeah. and the thing, and the sucky thing is, you're stuck with him for at least two years. Yeah, 
And Saquon Barkley goes down with an injury late in this game, too. He had a good game. Like, Barkley played really well for him. And we'll find out. And, you know, like you said, Um, also, the Cardinals in the second half stopped running the football. They did. And that's what killed them. Because James Conner, 23 carries, 106 yards and a touchdown. He had a good game. Why did you stop? Yep. Anywho, so Cardinals fall to two. Giants get lucky as hell and go to one and one. They're one and two now, but we'll talk on that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the other afternoon game, the 49ers <laughs> get the win 30 to 23 over my Rams. And uh, I'm honestly not upset about this loss because I thought the Rams played really well. Did it was a close game, but I mean Brock Purdy did nothing special. No, and honestly, the Rams were get like he they didn't get sacks, but they were making him uncomfortable in the pocket. But those two interceptions though for Stafford were were costly. One of them wasn't Stafford's fault. It hit Kyron Williams in the face and bounced off his face right to a 49ers defender. Mm. And then the other one, it was a really bad route by Van Jefferson. He just didn't give Stafford a chance to make this play. And real quick, the receiver for the Rams. Huka Nakua. There you go. 25 grabs in two games. NFL record. How about that? He's <laughs> he's filled in nicely for Cup, but I think this is where the Rams, for the first time this season, have missed Cooper Cup. If they had Cup in this game, I actually think the Rams win this game. What do you, what do you think about him reaggravating his hamstring injury too? So how much longer is he going to be out for now? So I've heard week five is when he's going to be back. Oof. Well, you better hope. They well, yeah, him. I mean, do I think the Rams are better than the Puddle Pigeons? Yes. Yes. Are they better than the Niners? No, but they could have won this game, and I think if they had Cup, they would have won the game. Also, here's the a, Niners get the benefit of here's BS the real, pass interference penalties. Here's the real question, Eric. Do you I still hate it. the 49ers? Oh, of course. Death taxes and the Niners can suck a big one are my the three things I know in life. <laughs> the, those are the three things in life that I know very well. I'm glad the hate you have for the Niners, you understand that that's the hate I have for the Chiefs. And you want to know a fun fact? Brock Purdy makes $900,000 a year, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money. A lot of money. How much more money does he make, or ma- how much less money does he make than Daniel Jones this year? Oh, God, a lot more. $45 million less, and I'd rather have Brock Purdy than Daniel Jones. I now, too. Brock Purdy's a – if you put him on the Giants – He sucks. He's terrible. He sucks. You put, the- you put Daniel Jones on the Niners, he's the best QB since Joe Montana. It's the system. It's the system. It's Kyle Shannon – Kyle Shanahan is a very good system for him. Yes. And they, the, well, I mean, we could touch on this later, but the Niners are benefiting from his lack of salary <laughs> well, and clearly, put together a damn good team. That's why they just recently paid uh, Nick Bosa all that money. Oh, yes. All right. Let's move on. Commanders headed oh, here to God. Denver and the Broncos, Bronco, the Bronco, and lose 35 33. Wilson looking for a miracle. Going to gather, unleashes. Towards the end zone, it Uh-oh. is deflected in the air, and it's caught. Brandon Johnson, <laughs> and Denver's prayer is answered. Tip three times, 
Improbable. You've got to be disciplined here if you're Washington. Wilson to the end zone. Batted down and incomplete. Intended for Sutton. And the Washington Commanders hold on here in Denver. I mean, this. we'll touch more on it when we get to them, but... Broncos suck, dude. They just look, but they looked like they were going to blow them out. It looked like it was going to be a fun game. And then Wilson fumbled. And, but yeah, we'll, we'll touch more I, I on I want to touch on that fumble. Um, Russell Wilson, go for the ball. Mm-hmm. Instead of just pointing that you were down, get on top of the football, then point that you were down. Mm hmm. That's a terrible choice by Russell Wilson. And honestly, the Broncos deserve to lose this game. I'm sorry. If Russell Wilson's your leading rusher with the two running backs that you have, yeah, seriously. seriously. That's how I feel. And we'll touch on this later. Is it the Broncos, the players, or is it the Broncos, the coaching? Or is it just the Broncos? We'll touch on that later. Oh, spoiler. It's both. And New Who. Is it all three? <laughs> Uh, the last, the last Sunday night or Sunday game, uh, Cowboys beat the Jets 30 to 10. The Jets offense is just bad. Zach Wilson threw three picks, which that's just what he does. Uh, yeah, the Jets are just, they're going to be struggling now with the Aaron Rodgers out and Cowboys, you know, everyone's on their, you know, hopping on their bandwagon. Oh yeah. They've scored 70 points in two games. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Calm down. But yeah, the Jets have four turnovers in this game. Not good. No, not good. The the Cowboys, the reason they're winning is their defense. Mm-hmm. Their offense is just a byproduct of their defense. Pretty much. So Cowboys go to two and oh. Jets fall to one and one. Uh Sunday night can it's just such a it's just, the Dolphins beat the Patriots 24-17, and I didn't think the Dolphins were that impressive. No. It's kind of a snooze set. I mean, the the Pats' old-school uniforms are pretty cool. Oh, dude, those unis are sick. That was about the only cool thing about the game, but Raheem Mostert was one of the big reasons they won this game. Guy well, he was the day. reason they won this game. Because Tua, 250 yards and a touchdown, was not impressive. Yeah. And Mac but- Jones, 230 yards and a touchdown, was even less impressive. It's just the Patriots don't have any weapons. No. A lot like a team here. A lot like a team here. No, the Broncos have weapons. Not really. Yes, they do. They just don't use them. Right. Anyways, both Uh, Monday games. Both both Monday's games. All right. The Saints beat the Panthers 20 to 17. Bryce. I mean, I mean, I mean, real quick, real quick. Uh Derek Carr has not looked good in the first two games with the Saints. <laughs> no. And also their that offense looks poor. Their leading rusher was Taysom Hill with nine attempts for 75 yards. Just can we stop with Taysom Hill? Soon to be a Bronco, like you say. Oh, he's going to be a Bronco. Trade deadline, they'll trade for him. First trade. round pick. <laughs> Three first rounders. If Sean Payton traded a first rounder for Taysom Hill, I'd find out where he lived and I would go slash his tires. And if, would... if Sean Payton trades a first round pick for Taysom Hill, I tell you what, every Broncos fan should burn their Broncos gear. 
And then do you know what I would do? I would, I, you know what? I would slash his tires and then I would look in his car and he'd probably have a, a picture of Taysom hanging from his, his rear view mirror. Oh, yeah. Like he, he's not watching where he's going. He's looking at Taysom Hill's naked abs. <laughs> Anywho, moving uh, on. Saints are 2 0 and not impressive. Panthers are 0 2 and not impressive. No. Uh, the Browns went into Pittsburgh and lost the divisional matchup 26 to 22. I'm not going to touch on this game because it was boring as hell. Both teams suck. They're just not good teams. And I am off the Steelers bandwagon. That offense is atrocious. Their offense is bad, but their defense came through and, and, and you know, got two touchdowns for them. And that, that was the difference in the game for the, for the Steelers. Yeah. Kenny Pickett had 222 yards and 127 of those yards came on four completions. But what did I tell you, Eric? Now the Steelers have won 21 straight Monday night home games. Mm-hmm. I said it was 20. Congrats. Now it's 21. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Good for you. You're gonna be you're gonna be nine and eight. Congratulations. Stuck in purgatory for the rest of your miserable lives. And on to Thursday's game. Ah, who cares? Giants suck. Niners don't. I mean, yeah, the 30 to 12. Niners look good. Uh I like I said, I stopped watching at halftime because I knew the Giants were gonna get blown out. And they I, did. I'm gonna be honest. I told you before we I didn't watch this game. I didn't care to. That's how like uninterested I was. I knew this matchup was or this outcome was going to happen. And it's just it, the John. I mean, Dan, twenty two hundred thirty seven yards and a pick. He sucks. He's terrible. And, Brandon, and without, Bar- without Barkley, they have no offense. That's what I was getting ready to say. And this game showed Matt Breida leading rusher seventeen yards. <laughs> to be fair, he only got the ball four times. But yeah, when Saquon is not in this offense. You they know, don't have an offense. And, and hence, you want to see? Here it is. Last thing I'll say about this. Niners, 441 total yards. Giants, 150. So there, you, there want you, to hear, you want to hear an amazing stat from the Niners-Giants game? Right. Brock Purdy completed his first pass for more than 40 yards in his career last night. Or two nights ago. One pass! He's like He's just like your uh, your boy in Vegas now. They they don't throw the ball down the field because they don't need to. Nope. It drives me up the effing wall, Derek. <laughs> but that'll lead those, us in those those damn Niners, huh, Eric? Oh my God, the deepest darkest pit of hell. And they're not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're gonna talk about some week two recap, some news to get. Two, yeah, some starting two big, with big ones. Yeah, two big ones. Drayvon Diggs of the Cowboys tears his Achilles, Achilles his ACL mm. in practice on non-contact and is done for the season. Those are always and those are always the scariest. Whenever you get a non-contact injury, those are always the worst. And I mean, and it's just it's unfortunate. It happened in practice. Like, oh man, that sucks. Talk about practice, man. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, and what do you think this has? is going to impact the defense for the Cowboys. You think it's going to have a huge impact or minor impact? I no think it'll I think it'll have an impact. Like granted, uh Stefan Gilmore's been playing good because he had him opposite side, but now yeah. Stefan Gilmore is going to have to basically be their number one corner now and I just don't think he can do it. So I think it may have a pretty big impact on their defense, I think. I mean, you're still gonna have. You still got Michael Parsons, who's just a freaking 
freaking nature and he's good. So you're still going to have him. But I mean, as far as their secondary, I think it might take a, a slight step back with him being hurt now. Oh, for sure. It's going to, and mm-hmm. it's going to be up to the front seven to take oh, yeah. care of things. And I don't know if the front seven of the Cowboys is as good as Micah Parsons. No. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the reason that front seven is good. So knock on wood, you don't ever want to see this, but if he goes down, oh. I don't think the Cowboys defense is that good. Probably not. And if we look at cornerbacks here, yeah, Deron Bland is the person stepping in for Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Who? Who? Bland? You're going to throw Bland out there? He's going to look like Bland ass going now, out there. Now, the guy who they should put in there is Noah Igbenogany, and they won't yes. do it because Deron Bland is ahead of him on the depth chart. Well, unless he starts playing like crap, then they take him out. I guess. And then Jordan Lewis is the other one, and he spells his name J-O-U-R-D-A-N. That's not how you sp- That's Jordan. That's a weird <laughs> That's a weird spelling of a name. Um, so I think it's going to have a pretty big impact on the defense. I don't know how big, but it is what it is. I want to talk about big. It's this next injury. Yeah, Nick Chubb has a disgusting knee injury on Monday Night Football. Real quick, was it dirt? Was it a dirty hit? No, I don't think it was either. No. Um, what happened was, if you didn't see it, Nick Chubb's from his knee to his foot was planted, and then the rest of his body goes head over heels, and his leg doesn't go with him. Mm. And uh, he basically he had a big knee injury in 2015 at Georgia. Yeah, at Georgia, and basically Same every leg. injury that happened in 2015 happened again. So, could his career maybe be over? I don't know if it's going to be over, but he's not going to be as explosive. No way in hell he's going to be. Probably not. Um, and Browns just Browns signed Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, but he's going to be the backup. I don't. He's not going to start for him because he's but, not as good anymore either. But this definitely is a big blow to their offense. I think this is definitely going to play a big part going forward for him. Not having oh, yeah. that that explosive of a running back behind you. Now you're gonna have to rely on uh, Mr. Creeper to throw the ball more and, and be yeah. And you saw how bad play. he was against the Steelers. He oh, was, it was great. Yep, he, in the first two games, Watson's been awful. Yeah, it's been great. Like when he threw that interception, first play. And now I don't Highsmith know if that was it. his fault. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't a good play for the Browns. But um, yeah, it's it's a big blow, and it's. The only reason to cheer for the Browns, in my humble opinion, and now screw them. Yeah, that's the PG-13 way of saying it, <laughs> instead of your version that you always say. <laughs> um, no, more news. Go ahead. But no, I was just going to say, yeah, the Browns, big blow, and it's it's going to be, you know, you better hope Kareem Hunt and uh, what's his name? Ford? I couldn't tell you. Please hold. Anyways. Anywho, a couple of rookies and more news. Rookie QBs are going to be out for week three. One of them is, we mentioned it before, Anthony Richardson with a concussion as he went into the end zone and slammed his head on the turf. He is out for this week. Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. And then Bryce Young is out as well Mm. for the Panthers with an ankle injury. For a couple weeks, they said. Couple weeks, yeah. So Andy the Red Rifle Dalton gets to come in. Woo! 
And you know what's funny? I think they're going to be better with him in the lineup. Well, I yeah, just he, do. He's a veteran. I mean, yeah. I, like that. If let's say Bryce Young's out for two weeks, like if we pull, let me look at the schedule. They play the Seahawks this week, and then who do they play next week? Efforting, buffering. But Gardner Minshew comes in for Richardson. Yeah, Gardner Minshew's in for Richardson. So the Panthers play the Seahawks and the Vikings. I think they could go one and one. They could. I don't think they're going to go two and zero, oh, but they could go one and one. What if what if they do go two and zero? Oh? Does Bryce Young come back in? <laughs> Man, funny, I think you'd it? have to. Uh, you started him at the beginning of the year. I think you'd have to. I would think so too. That's tough, though. I mean, because you could beat Seattle and the way Minnesota's been playing. You could very well beat you could them beat too. Them, but then you're at Detroit and at Miami. So let's say he doesn't play for. You know, honestly. So they after Detroit and Miami is their bye week. Why don't you just sit him to your bye week? You could let him get fully healthy. I, I think that's what they should do. Quite frankly, I don't think they're going to – I think they might. I think they will only win one of these next two games or they lose I both. do too. I, I don't I, believe I, in Andy Dalton. I, I – He's not I think it. Yeah, but he always does this when he first plays. He just comes in and he plays well. And, like, he doesn't need to do a whole lot. The Panthers have a good running game. They just don't have a good offensive line. Yeah. I mean, if they beat Seattle, I'll love it. I'll laugh. But mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just – it might happen. We'll see. Speaking hey, real quick with the Seattle Seahawks, I forgot to talk about this, but did you see the play where Jared Goff did the fake – the the handoff or whatever and he got nailed and he got nailed at the Seattle Seahawks defenders celebrating like he made the sack and they throw him roughing the passer ball he yeah because Jared Goff the way he handed it off looks like he's getting ready to throw the ball he faked him out and, use your eyes moron I know and he's all I know you see the replay of him celebrating I'd be like uh, the ball's <laughs> he's gone like, moron he's like jacked up he's like yeah yeah and then the ref just throws the flag at his I would have just looked at him and be like, dude, what are you celebrating for? Hit me? <laughs> yeah, there's 15 yards. Idiot, go back to your huddle. Yeah. Yeah, I thought oh, that was really God. funny. Oh, that was so funny. It was. It Anywho. made me chuckle. So, two rookies going down, which sucks. I wanted to see the rookies play. but I mean, Richardson will probably only be will be back yeah. next week. Yeah. I think, I think Young will probably be out two weeks. Yeah, may, probably should be out four. But, moving on. Actually, I want to talk about the Bungles real quick. Um, the Bungles. Joe Burrow is hurt his calf. Reaggravated it this last game, yes, against the Ravens. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think it was ever healed. Uh, I mean, he hurt it in training camp, and he missed. He didn't play in one preseason game. So, I mean, three weeks. Three weeks he didn't play. So I mean, he and essentially you could tell that the offense is not in sync. So put it. Well, we'll think about this. He didn't play all three preseason games, and then they had a week off before the regular season. So Eric, he had a month to rest it. You yeah. don't think he was healed after no, a month? No, clearly not, because he has not been able to throw the ball very well, and it's his mm. plant leg. Mm. 
And you you have to have your plant leg as a quarterback to throw the damn football. That you do. I mean, let's just pull up his stats here real fast. Yeah, they, they're not impressive. Uh, no. In two weeks, he's got 304 yards passing, two touchdowns, and a pick. First game of the year, he had 82 yards passing, so there you go. Correct. Their backup is Jake Browning. Oh, mm, mm, they did mm. sign a couple of QBs, but I don't know who they are. Probably just roster fillers. I'm sure. But if you're the Bungles, Bengals, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. your bye week is week seven, mm-hmm. just like the Panthers. Four you weeks. Play, you play, you host the Rams Monday night at the Titans, at the Cardinals, Host the Seahawks. Those are some winnable games. If Joe Burrow cannot play in this game, sit him through your bye week. Four weeks, huh? Or five? It means he'd come back week. Eight. I was reading an article from a sports medical professional, and in his humble opinion, that calf is not going to heal for a while. Probably not. And you know who else had a calf strain at the beginning of the year? Aaron Rodgers. And he tore his Achilles. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, he did. He heard it in preseason or yeah, pre- or training camp as well. You're playing the Rams who have a good pass, underrated pass rush with Aaron Donald coming up the middle. You've got Tennessee who's got a very good pass rush. The Cardinals were crap and the Seahawks who we don't know. Yeah, you want to you want to put an injured quarterback out there against Aaron Donald? You're stupid if you do. Like, or at least sit him for two weeks because if you've got a backup QB, you could you've got the roster where you could beat the Rams, you could beat the Titans, you should beat the Cardinals, and you should beat the Seahawks. You should. I don't think they need Joe Burrow to may, remain afloat. Without They're Joe di- Burrow, they could go two and two. But they're desperate, though, and they're going to play them. But that's the problem, is because you're 0-2. They're going to come in and go, oh, my God, we're so desperate to win. I don't think with Joe Burrow they beat the Rams because he's not going to be mobile against the pass rush. No. And the Rams are very good against running the ball, and that's Mm. how they're going to have to try and control the game, and they're not going to be able to. So what's the point of throwing Burrow out there to have him get even more potentially hurt and if you just sit him, because it, it, let's so let's say Burrow gets hurt more in this game, and he's out till let's say just say week twelve. Oh, after the bye week, at San Francisco, host the Bills, Ooh. at the Texans, or I'm sorry, host the Texans. Got the Chiefs the in there Ravens, too somewhere. Yeah, not till the end of the year. At the Ravens, host the Steelers, at Jacksonville. Those are the, your first thirteen weeks. Mm-mm-mm. You need him from you do. week eight on. So you could sacrifice you you could go two and four, and then you're gonna need him for the rest of these games. Oh yeah. Especially against the Bills and the Chiefs and all like all those. I mean the Ravens, Ravens, Ravens against Steelers and, and Brown. I mean, yeah, Niners, you're gonna need Bills, him. You're gonna, gonna need, need him. him. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and you know, maybe if you're two and four, maybe the season's a loss at all anyway. But it, it this the, 
it's a long season. You it can sure get is. some wins back. So I I really think they should sit Burrow till their bye week. Now, oh, if we'll you see. go all in six, you're screwed. <laughs> you have you you're no way you're winning eleven straight <laughs> after the bye week. Yeah, there's just no way. The NFL's too competitive for that. But you haven't looked good now. What the hell makes you think you're going to look better in the next five, four weeks? They, they so, have hope, I guess, Eric. They have hope. I, yeah. I, I, I just think they have a good offensive roster where they don't necessarily need. Let's talk about a team that doesn't have hope and who's in trouble right now. This, duh, I mean, these well, guys defense- have no hope. Their defensive coordinator decides to just walk away and spend more time for his health and with his family. Resigns, yes. Justin Fields, in a press oh, conference, God. goes, oh, the, co- God. the coaching staff is overwhelming me. Oh. And he was too robotic out there. And, oh, yeah, by the way, their roster is not very good. No, and it's just, it looks like they're regretting. They traded a first-round draft pick, Eric, for Chase Claypool. Boy, has that look has no, that looking bad? Second round pick. Oh, but but still, that is not a good pick to trade for that guy. He's done nothing. No, he quit. He straight up quit on the team. He did. Yeah, th- this Bears team though is just God. Are they bad? They don't have an offensive line. When they no. do well in pass protection, Justin Fields is just standing there, not knowing what to do. And honestly, from the moment I that the Bears hired Eberflus, I'm like, what are you doing? For Justin Fields to succeed, you need an offensive-minded coach to help him develop, and you hire a defensive-minded coach. It doesn't get easier for him this week. It's a stupid decision. I don't get what they're doing, and they're not run well. They're not managed well. They're not coached well. Real quick, did you see how uh, last week's game, uh, the Bears and the Bucks? Uh, one of the defenders was talking to DJ Moore on the sidelines. A microphone picked it up, and they said, "Hey, man, that offense isn't using you right." It was said, it was yeah, Devin White. It was the yeah. linebacker for the the Buccaneers. Yeah. How about he said, that? He said, "Man, they're not using you right." They're and not. Said, and he said, "Yeah, they're not." And I was like, "Oh boy, look at that right there." If the Bears are smart, they will fire everyone and start over. Do you think they regret trading the, that that pick away? I mean, no. I think it's too soon to say I regret that trade. They'll fire everybody. Well, I mean, the way it's looking, I mean, yeah. The I think they regret hiring Eberflus. I, I do. do I would. He's terrible. I would. He's too. not even he that is. good of a defensive coordinator. No. The only reason he was good with the Colts is because he had that defense, which was stacked with dudes. Still so, stacked. So the Bears this offseason, maybe even midseason, if they're looking real bad and this turmoil continues. Well, let's see. Let's let's look at their schedule here. I'm come over up here, loading, buffering. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it doesn't look. So obviously at KC, 
And they could they, the Broncos could win a game. Then they, they host the Broncos at if the they, Commanders. If, if Denver loses to the Bears, Eric, they've hit rock bottom. Oh, to, never put on a Broncos piece of gear again. Um, then so at Washington, host the Vikings, host the Raiders, at Oof. the Chargers, at the Saints, host the Panthers, at the Lions, at the Vikings, week 13 by week. There you go. Not looking easy. I don't think Eberflus makes it eight, nine weeks. He gets fired by the bye week? I don't think he makes it nine weeks. Oh, wow. I think he gets fired at week eight. Look at this schedule. What's the record? 0-8? They're not going to win. They're going to lose. Like The Broncos can beat the crap out of them. The Commanders are going to beat the crap out of them. The Vikings are going to beat the crap out of them. The Raiders are going to beat the crap out of them. And the Chargers are going to beat the crap out of them. Eric, you hope the Broncos can't kick the crap out of them. Okay, Derek, if the Broncos lose that game, I will never pick the Broncos again in anything. (laughs) The Broncos should be 10-point favorites in that game. They really should be. That's how bad the Bears are. I I really don't think Iberflus makes it to New Orleans. Do what they should do. Have the Bears and Cardinals play the last game of the season to see who gets the first pick. If they play both... week 16. Woo! Look at that. It might happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe in their bye week, you know, a division game against the Lions and the, the two against the Vikings. You the never Lions know. Are gonna, the Lions are going to kill them, though. Hey, it's division. Derek, you said that about the Rams against the Buffs. It's a division rivalry. It's a rivalry matchup. You never know. I guess. But like the Vikings, they play them twice. One of them's on Sunday night. Get that game off my screen Sunday yeah, night. Yeah. They, no, that's they Monday better, night. I'm, it's Monday night. I'm sorry. Get, they better still, flex it out, please. Yeah. Get that game off my face. Yeah, that's going to suck. But that's enough about the Bears. I'm tired of talking. They suck. They're going to lose. Iberflus is out. And on to an even more suckier team, Eric. Hey, I'm the host of this here, both of there. Just saying. Cut your dirty ass up. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of crap, the Broncos. <laughs> oh, so. 21-3, Eric. God, I mean, offense, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, they're going to blow these guys out. This is great. Offense looks good. Marvin Mims looks like, you know, explosive. Get two touchdowns in the first half or just the long one? No, he had two catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown in the first half, Eric. And that's all he finished with. Uh-huh. He didn't touch the ball. again. And another thing that upset me, you had that handoff to Chase McLaughlin. He showed that speed around the corner to score on a rushing touchdown. Didn't touch the ball again after that. Like, hello? Well, that made me mad. Give the ball to Javante Williams. I need fantasy points here. Stupid Sean Payton ruining my life. I know, but still, it is just. Yeah, it was 14, 14 3. Yeah, 60. I mean, and then, yeah, Brandon Johnson caught a 16 yard touchdown. Didn't get touched. They go up 21 to 3. And then. Russell Wilson fumbles it, and then after that fumble, that's when the whole entire game changed. I was say, after the fumble, mm. here are the Broncos' drives. 
Broncos, three plays, eight yards, punt. Mm. Uh, Broncos, three yards minus 11, or I'm sorry, three plays minus 11 yards, punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos, five plays, 11 yards, interception. Broncos, nine plays, 38 yards, field goal. And, and real quick. Hold on. Broncos, right, right. three plays, six yards, punt. The next one, Broncos, 15 plays, 61 yards, field goal. Not bad, but you're losing. Yes. And then the Hail Mary. End of the end of this end of the game, seven plays, eighty-seven yards, touchdown, but you fail to get the two point conversion. Which should have been pass interference, but it wasn't. Uh, okay. Yes, it should have been pass interference. It should have been Broncos get the ball on the goal line. Try again. But, but still you gotta execute themselves, it. they set themselves up for this. That's Bro- the problem. No, real quick, a thing that infuriated, it absolutely infuriated me. You're losing. 227, the clock is counting down, and you're in the huddle, and you're walking, walking out of the huddle. And I'm like, what? They had no sense of urgency. Uh, and, I, and I saw that, and I was on the whole stay of Eric, just booing them booing him tell him to hurry and they just and then he gets to the line he's called i'm like hike the damn ball no sense of urgency their time clock management was i mean i hate to say it eric the management in this game time clock management looked like last year's with hackett it did not look it looked the same it looked the same to me it really did i i again the broncos set themselves up to lose this game that that's Mm -hmm. what they did the lack of speed when mm. Marvin Mims is not out there is gross. It's disgusting. No. This team they is boring. Jerry boring. Judy's still clearly dealing with an injury. He wasn't out there very much. Had three catches for 25 yards. No, he's he's still trying to get back. Devontae Williams only got the ball 15 times in this game. Give him the ball. Mm-hmm. Why are you running 12 times? Russell Wilson had 32 attempts. He only completed 18 passes. And then the thing I said, too, about this, that offensive line against that defensive line, seven times he was sacked. And those seven times, Eric, he was in the pocket, looked lost, got sacked. Like I said, if they, if the, if the, if Washington kept him inside the pocket, which they did, he would make boneheaded plays, and he gets sacked a lot, and he sure as hell did seven freaking times. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a new coaching staff, but it, it's not a new team. Mm-mm. They didn't like without Greg Dulcich. We talked about this a little bit last week too. Without Dulcich in that lineup, and then they don't use Mims. They have no speed. They have nothing. But again, they aren't using their players like they should. Marvin Mims should get the ball more than four times. Two rushes, two catches. Chase McLaughlin should get the ball more. He's he's the rookie. He's fast. No, Javante Williams should get the ball more. And him too. Samaje Pirine, I don't need him in this lineup right now. I don't. You need to give the ball to your better playmakers, and Sean Payton is refusing to do it. I love Cortland Sutton. He's not as good as he used to be, and he's not a top number one receiver anymore. 
Even though he's being paid like it, he's not. <laughs> when someone named, was it Bruce Johnson? Who, who is this Johnson dude? Brandon. Brandon Johnson? Two catches for 66 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah. Why is he getting the ball? Well, 50 of those came on one play. Yeah, the guy on a lucky ass play to tie the or potentially tie the ball game. Hail Mary, yeah. But so the offense is no speed. But the but the thing that really baffles me is that this defense has the Bad. same has the same players as last year, but with a new coordinator and Eric, they are atrocious. Their defense is bad. Kareem Jackson's gonna get fined, probably gonna get suspended. No, they 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 ruled on that. No suspension, but he's not he is getting fined. So I mean, is he gonna have another hit this week against Miami? Let's hope not. But this defense is just it's bad. You're paying Randy Gregory all this money. One I mean, sack. He, I mean, he one that, that's not good enough. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just they're just Jonathan not a, Cooper, two sacks and a forced fumble. Very good game for him. Yeah, he had a good game. It's about, you know, which is encouraging to see because he's he's a young player and they're they're looking to, you know, for him to step up and he did, but no, this team to me though, just on offense, they don't really have anyone you're afraid of. No, I mean, hence I hate to use them as an example. Look at the Niners though: Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey. You got a game plan around Four those guys. Really good playmakers. Yeah, you got to stop. You look at Denver. You don't have anyone that you're scared of. No, not even buddy. a little bit. No, you're not, not scared like- of this offense. Like the only thing I would be scared of is if you let Javante Williams go free, like go crazy. That'd yeah. be the only thing. Hence the team they're playing Sunday. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. There's three guys right there. You gotta stop. All exactly. three and all three of them, Eric, would they have speed? I mean, you let Sam Howell complete oh, twenty seven passes for three hundred yards, basically. He was a yard shy. He looked like an all-star in this game. He, he looked he looked like the future for the commanders. He really did. And Brian Robinson Jr., running back, yeah. just absolutely just I mean, what a Dude, breakout game he had. He's so good. And like, hey, the guy who you paid to be in the middle, Zach Allen. Hello. Two assisted yeah. tackles. No t- stops for loss. I'm telling you, if this defense keeps up like this, Vance Joseph. See, and that's the thing. Vance Joseph's got to – I don't know why he brought him back. He's never been that good. No. So, I – And it doesn't get easier this week for him. No. They're playing the Dolphins, who, as you said, the most explosive offense in the league. And not to mention you're playing on the road at 11 a.m. And if you look at history – Denver on the road at 11 a.m., Eric, they have never, ever been good, no matter who their quarterback is. Oh, Derek, it's not only that. In the history of the Broncos, the history, the Denver Broncos. Since 1960, long time. They're they're one and nine in Miami all time. Now it blows me away that they've only played in Miami ten times. Right. But in Miami, they're one and nine. You're going to lose. Now, there's a chance. Like, if there's the no Broncos chance. are going to succeed in this game. They're not going to. 
Well, hold on. Spoiler. Hold on. No. If the Broncos are going to succeed in this game, they've no. got to do two things. Run the ball, control nope. the clock, and get a pass rush. They but can't do the any problem. of those. They can't do either one of those. Because guess what, Eric? Miami, Tyreek Hill is probably going to have 200 yards receiving, two touchdowns. They're going to be down 14 nothing. You know what they're going to do? Pass, pass. Russell Wilson. All right, here real quick. Russell Wilson throws over or under 40 times in this game. Oof. I'm going to take times. the over. I'm going to take the over. I think so, too, because they're going to be trailing. And that's the problem. That's how you lose this game. Because they're going to be trailing. Yeah. I mean, over just... under Tyreek Hill yards. 450. <laughs> NFL record for receiving. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was a pain for him when he played here for the Chiefs, and now, I mean, and with Justin Simmons out this week, oh, oh, oh and the oh, way Rasheed and the way Rasheed Mathis has looked, oh, dude, God. he's been awful. Now, Sertan, you don't worry about. It. No, like the Sertan's Broncos fine. defensively, what they do is they play zone coverage on one side, and then Pat Sertan on the other side. That's but it. You got, he played. He they let him control that side because he's that good. But what do you? What worries me? You have Sertan Everything. on. No, you have Sertan on Hill, but then you have Mathis on Waddle, and I'm like, oh, there's your matchup problem right there. Yeah. Or vice versa, Sertan That's on Waddle awesome. and 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 Mathis on Tyree Kill, and you're like, crap. Here we go. It's it's just not setting up to be a fun afternoon for the Broncos tomorrow, is it? No, but the good thing is, Eric. About this game, if they look bad, I can change the channel and watch somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're at my household, you'll have five other games on the TV to watch. Because I, I won't be there in person since it's in Miami. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to the Broncos-Jets game. So oh, look at that. Lucky That's a you. game they could potentially win with the Jets offense. Um, so none of us, neither of us expect the Broncos to win this game. I think it's going to be closer than we might expect, but I don't, I just, and also, I have to say, what are you doing as a head coach, dude? Now I know like he, basically the roster is the same from last year and the Broncos just are not a good roster. No, they're not. But the offensive line, you brought in Mm. two dudes, Ben Powers and McGlinchey, and they're not good. Let me just let me just put it this way. Ben Powers, McGlinchey, when they run the ball, phenomenal blockers. Phenomenal. When they pass the ball, Eric. That's they, the problem. They're they terrible only pass ran protect. the ball like 15 times last week. And do you want you and do you want you should do in this Dolphins game? Run, run, run. Use your strength. You have three. You have three pretty good running backs, one of which who can break tackles and lower his head and run people over and Javante Williams. We've already seen it yeah. early on this year. He's healed. Get him. Feed him. Feed him. Feed him. Feed him. Let him run. All right. We're already an hour into this show here. We've been talking a lot of football. Let's move it on to stats of the week. You want me to go first? Sure. You know, it's my segment. Go ahead. No, shush. I, no, you shush. Your damn entertainment system. Here's an interesting one. Uh, since 2003, Eric, 18 different quarterbacks have started a Super Bowl in the NFC, and the AFC has only had six. How about that? Well, I mean, the AFC had 
just the, the best QBs in like the history of the game, basically. There you go. And then this this is impressive. Look at this. Nine of the last ten Super Bowls have involved at least one team that didn't win a single playoff game the season prior. Wow. Pretty nuts, huh? And then <laughs> look at this one. <laughs> without Jonathan Taylor and with now without Zach Moss, talking about the Colts because Zach Moss is hurt. I don't know if you saw. He's hurt now too. Yep. The only player on the Colts roster with 100-plus career NFL carries is Gardner Minshew. No way. Yes. So Jonathan Taylor's looking pretty good, isn't he, right now? Uh, You think? And right here, Tua is 9-0 against Super Bowl winning head coaches and 5-0 against Bill Belichick. (laughs) How about that? I mean, the Patriots did all they could. They just don't have the offense to keep up. And Eric, the Broncos have uh, they've made NFL history. They have lost nine straight games in which they led at halftime. I that was one of my stats. Dude, that's insane. And you here they cannot lose when you have a halftime lead. Here are the games. 21-14 against Washington. 13 to 10 over the Raiders. 6 to 3 over the Baltimore. 10 to 7 over the Raiders again. 10 to 7 over the Titans. 13 to 10 over the Chargers. 6 to 3 over the Colts. And oh, 13 to 7 against who, Eric? The most, the team on this list, the most. Chiefs. The Raiders. Oh, the Raiders? That's three games. You've led at halftime against the Raiders, and guess what? You've lost all three. They're just not good, dude. No, but that's all I got. But. All right, Derek, I'm going to hit you with a hockey stat, a couple baseball stats, and then the rest of football. Let's do it. Most Con Smythe trophy wins for NHL players in the history of the NHL. There are one, two, three, four, five players tied for second with two. Can you name them? Con Smythe winners? Yes, so playoff MVP. No, it's Con Smythe. Yeah, Con Smythe is playoff MVP. The only other players have two? So there's five players with two. Who are they? One of them you're not going to get. I'm going to Bernie Parent for the Ooh. Flyers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five. Gretzky's got to be one. He is one of them. I mean, it's a given. Uh, Sid the Kid. Sid the Kid's the other one, yep. There are two Penguins on the list. Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux's the other one. Of course. The next one is a Bruin. Bergeron. Bobby Orr. Oh, Okay. Who is the only player with more than two Con Smythe playoff MVP trophies in the NHL? Does he play for our Avalanche? Patrick Waugh. That's what I figured. I was like, one, to... one with the Canadians, and then both times the Avs won, he was the Con Smythe. I was I was gonna say it's either gonna be Waugh or it had to be Sackick. I was gonna go with. Yeah, Sackick never won playoff MVP though. God damn, was he good though, Eric? All right, on to baseball, more specifically, the Diamondbacks. Of course. Hey, I'm pumped. They're a good team. They're a, they're in the playoff hunt. Well, yeah, unlike the, you know, joke of a team here. The, who are hitting 100 losses, by the way. The Diamondbacks are the only team in 2023 with four three-and-a-half wins above replacement players in Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, Gabriel Marino, and Christian Walker. 
and two qualified pitchers with a 350 earned run average or better. Damn. Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Also, Corbin Carroll is the first rookie in MLB history to have 25 home runs and 50 steals in his first season. For a rookie, that's damn impressive. That's really good. Yeah. All right, stealing Derek. Base, and stealing bases, that is not an easy thing to do. Just throwing that out there. That All is right, Derek, not easy. F- fun stat. The Yankees record. <laughs> so, the, oh, hang on. The Yankees are 0 and 8,015 when they score less than their opponents. You think? <laughs> 8,015? That's how many losses they have in their history. Wow. I just thought I saw that. I was like, when they score less their opponents, I'm like, oh, that's a stat of the week. I mean, that's kind of a common sense thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Derek. NFL players who have played in 2023 whose names contain the letters of the team they play for. For the Baltimore Ravens, Travis Jones. So the whole Raven, the whole name of Ravens is in his name. For the Browns, Ogbonia Okronkwo. That's Brown in his name. Just go with it. The Texans, Xavier Hutchinson. He has Texans in his name. Yeah, that's hard having an X in your name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Giants, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I figured. The, the Titans, Christian Fulton. The Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Okay, the, good tight end. The Jets have two in Justin Hardy and Quentin Jefferson. Okay. The Lions have two, Riley Patterson and Craig Reynolds. Real quick, their kicker is number 36, by the way. Yeah. I find that funny. Guess how many Rams players have Ram in their Rams in their name? Good God, I don't, probably is they the most six. There's only five now because Cam Akers is on here. He's a Viking. Oh yeah, uh, real, real quick. How about him being traded? We didn't touch on that. Yeah. Um. So what were they doing with him? Like they so, wanted to be traded last year and they did it. Then this year so they from did. What from what I heard is. So the Rams and McVay have a their their saying is we not me, so it's you know the team above everybody else before yourself basically, which any NFL any good respecting team should have. Yes. And Cam Akers was all about him, and he and McVay went head to head about like why isn't Akers getting the ball more? And McVay was like, well, because you know, the, the game plan is this. And he was like, no, I want this. And they went at it last year. Uh, okay. They worked it out last year. They did it again. And McVeigh went to management and was like, get this guy off my team. He's not going to fit in here. And if he's not going to fit in now, he's not going to ever. Goes to show the Vikings don't believe in Madison now, as we said, because he's not a Can you starter. blame him? He's fumbled no. like 12 times in two games. Yeah, he, he's not a starting back. He's a good backup, but not a good starter. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, And I don't think Akers is – super special but he's a good running back he's okay yeah he's fine so all right that's stats of the week let's move on to college football Derek. yes big game or we talk about the game from last week then we'll talk about the game they got today but man 
CSU put on a show. I did not. I mean, I think the whole uh, nation didn't see it coming. CU came into this game 24-point favorites. Oh, I had more stats of the week. They're looking to I'll say, save them for next week. I forgot about it. Yeah, I'll save them for next week. But, yeah, CU, I was expecting CU to just blow these guys out of the water. And, but and the Rams... I was sitting here, dude. I was telling you, you can't just say this team's going to get blown out because CSU had two weeks to prepare for this game. And as we said off air, Eric, 9.6 million people watched this game. That's the most watched college football game they said ever. Yeah. It's the coach prime effect. This dude. this game, Eric, didn't get over until 2.30 in the morning East Coast time, but yet people were watching. It just it just goes to show that it was a damn good football game. And not to mention having it on a Saturday night. That probably helped, too, where nobody was like, oh, screw it. Let's stay up late and watch oh, it. Yeah. I mean, hell, I stayed up till 1245, you know, mount, mountain time here watching it. I was like, oh, I ain't going to bed till this game's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a, a buddy of mine, uh, Adam, listens to the show. What's up, Adam? Chief suck. Um, yeah, screw him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were texting back and forth more than Anytime we text about a football game than this one. It was exciting. Like one, he's a graduate of CSU. Oh, I'm stuck too, by the way, Adam. Uh but I I wow, just I also cheer for the Rams too, just because they're here and I didn't go to a college. So I'm like, I need an affiliate. I'll cheer I, for I, I like the Rams too. I just like CU more. Yeah. Well, well I mean, like honestly, what I wanted out of this game is competitive. what I, is what I got is I wanted it to be a good competitive game and the Buffs win because the Buffs are the better story, especially for college football in Colorado. Yeah, because if it... so I, on, the, 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 the winner of this game wasn't CU. It was college football in the state of Colorado. Yes. We finally got to see good college football in this state. From two teams that were atrocious last year. Yeah. And have been atrocious the past, what, 10 years? Well, CU's been – well, CU's been since they moved to the Pac-12, they've been bad. Except been for bad. the one except for the one year, Stefan Lufau and them play had a good year, yeah. Wasn't that the COVID year too? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, Lufau's... well, the COVID, the COVID year was the one year that they were, like, ranked and went to a bowl game. Well, yeah, because they only played six games there. Yeah. And they went five and one. That's a good no, year. But, but no, I'm talking about the Lufau year when they were actually they went what nine and five or something. I That's believe still they went good. No, but it's hey, it's better than one eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's dive into this game. So it went at the end of the first quarter. The first quarter was nuts, by the way. I mean, this absolutely game, nuts. We had yes. two defensive touchdowns, a fumble recovery for a touchdown for CSU. And then a pick six by Shiloh Sander for season. Oh, just, just, I mean, as soon as I got him, I was like, oh, he's taking it to the house. And he did. Yeah. And it, dude, it was such a good play by Shiloh. He just knew that play was coming and then pit jumped the route. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then things slowed down. CSU kind of took over in the second and third quarter. There was only seven points scored, but CU, CSU was in control. And, Fowler Nicolosi, yes. What a game! I mean, he had three picks, but 
redshirt freshman. I mean, he's good. I mean, going into that environment and playing the way he did, I was very impressed. A red shirt freshman playing like that on the road, pretty damn good. Now, it helps that CU can't cover a crossing, a shallow crossing route to save their damn lives. Oh, God, seriously. Yeah, Torrey Holton just just uh, he torched him. Torched him. Dude. But <laughs> I wanted to say this, too. There are two players on CSU that will be playing on Sundays. Torrey mm-hmm. Horton. And then what the hell's the tight end's name? Oh, dear God. Dolan, Ho- Dolan Holker. Oh, yeah. He that was... catch Holker made where it like 99 times out of 100, that pass is broken up incomplete. But yeah. he gets the catch, takes it to the house for a 28-yard score. And I texted you at that point. It was 28-20, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, or it was like 28-17 or something. I was like, that might be the dagger. It I looked thought like CU it was. was done. But, oh uh, yeah, twenty-eight to seventeen. Looking at it right here, yeah, yeah. Shadur Sanders just Derek. Mm. He, in for for my money's worth, best college football quarterback. I mean, he has to be right now. I mean, spotlight was on him, pressure was on him, and uh, he came out that drive that he had uh, at the end of the game. To Jimmy Horn to tie it up at 28. I mean, what the hell? That Dude. was impressive. Oh, to tie I'm it with sorry. 36 seconds left. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, are you kidding? I put a 45 yard touchdown pass and you convert the two point conversion. I was like, oh my God. Uh, I'm sorry. There are three CSU Rams that are going to be starting on Sundays Mohammed Kamara, the oh, edge yeah. rusher. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that guy. When he was out, this, the Rams had no pass rush. No, but he, yeah, he's gonna be a. He was I mean, he was a game wrecker when he was out there. His, his stock after this game definitely skyrocketed after this. He's got a lot of people's attention mm-hmm. now. But uh, <laughs> I, Prime was right at the end of this game. What impressed me the most about CU the resilience that this team had, and it's all because of Shadur. Uh, that final drive. Even when Hunter went out, yeah, like you kind of when, thought they when were. When Travis in Hunter went out, which like people have talked about it, I thought it was a dirty hit. I thought the kid shouldn't have been playing the rest of the game. I mean, yeah, it was dirty. I mean, it, Blackburn, it, I think, is his name. Yeah, but CU got their just desserts. They got the last laugh with him because he's the one that got burned for the touchdown. Jimmy Horn juked him out of his cleats, big time. Um, but. I have like I've never had so much fun watching college football with these with this team, CU. Um but the, the weapons this team has though is just absolutely ridiculous. But if we look at this game, I thought there were two decisions that CSU made that lost them the game. Because at the end it felt like CSU was playing not to lose instead of trying to win. Uh-huh. So now, this one is a little more hindsight, and I get why they did it, where they punted the ball and got the buffs down at the two-yard line. At the time, you're like, wow, that's a good punt. It's a good decision. But Shadur, with the ball in his hands, he'd, mm. been, he'd been killing the Rams in the second half, especially he, in the fourth quarter. And he killed him again. And he killed him again. The That drive was insane, but it was fourth and two. 
Why did you not go for it? If you if the Rams had gone for it, Rams won the game. I think so. So that was the first one. The second one in overtime, oh. after a beautiful pass and catch by Nicolosi to Horton uh, to tie the game, Woo! or at least to go to get the touchdown in overtime. The roughing the passer. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. An offense. Oh, offense. Gotcha. Uh, CU, sorry, CSU. When they when they got the touchdown in the first overtime, mm-hmm. go for two. Yeah, tied at thirty five. Yeah. Why did you not go for two? Win or lose it right there. Because if you go for two, you win. Or if you go for two and get it, you win. Game's over. But maybe they. Just but instead, they, they a... tie it up and give the ball back to Shadur. By the way, when. CSU could not cover the tight end to save their life when it mattered. No. Um, but then, then CU goes for two and a really good play by Shadur to fight, to hold the ball enough to get the wide open guy. But it just felt like at the end when C, the CU talent took over and CSU was trying to play not to lose. And that's what killed the Rams. But like you said, it was it was more exciting game to watch when it was this close, and then instead of it being a blowout, yeah. CSU lost the game, but also won because they were in the spotlight on national primetime TV. The most watched college football in the history of college football was a CSU game. Well, now you just better show that last week wasn't a fluke. So you should come out today, yeah. And they played Middle Tennessee. Now they got wrecked by middle tennessee last year middle tennessee state but so the rams if they look like they did last week at see they should blow these guys out of the water they, they should. really should they really should they should and I'm, honestly i'm gonna be glued to this game just as much as i'm gonna be glued to see you today i yeah. i want the rams to do well and i think they're going to like the way they now you're not gonna be able to get the shallow crosser every time no but the way they played i think they could carry this over and beat Middle Tennessee because Middle Tennessee's one and two. Then, mm-hmm. like I said, they Middle Tennessee bent you over and spanked you last year. Do it to them now. Do it to them. Yep. And I, I did kind of say at the beginning of the season I liked some of the talent CSU brought in. Mm-hmm. Holker, Horton, very good. It's time to nut up or shut up. And it looks like they have a quarterback now after this they, last game. They got a quarterback. Too. Yep, they got one. Absolutely. So let's see what they can do. I'm excited to watch this game. The Buffs, on the other hand, they got a tough test today. Real tough. 21-point dogs to the Eugene Ducks of Oregon. And the the, the key for me is, is how is this offensive line going to be against that Oregon front? No, the key for me is cover a damn crossing route. <laughs> well, that too. But also CU's offensive line was, has been very, very skittish this year. And how are they going to hold up against the Ducks defensive line? And not to I, mention I the defense. Can the defense slow down Bo Nix and all the playmakers they not have? Not Bo Nix, the running game. The running game, yes. In, in two in three games, the Ducks are averaging 223 rushing yards per game. Yeah. And honestly, that's what's going to win or lose this game is can the Buffs undersized offensive lines control the trenches? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they can. I don't think they can. Oregon's big. Now but are they like going to? Now is Oregon going to blow them out? No, 
I don't think a prime time a Dion Co- Dion coach team is ever going to get blown out. I think this will be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, before we started recording, I, could this game be like the TCU one? Could it? It could. It honestly it, could. If CU manages to win this game, Eric, and you come back to Boulder next Saturday and you host the undefeated Woo-hoo! USC Trojans here in Boulder, that is going to that will be what. That will be one of the biggest games in the in the program's history, I think. I think it's going to anyway, but even if so, let's say CU loses and they keep it close, I think it's still even going to be just as big. Oh, I think it will be too. I mean, you have Caleb Williams against Shadur Sanders. I mean, that's going to be a damn good matchup. Yeah. Now, a key for me in this game: get your running game going. Yes, you've got to. You've averaged sixty-one rushing yards per game. That's not going to work. You've got to get into the triple digits to beat Oregon. Give it to your boy, Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Cavassier, Smoke, baby, let's go. I mean, you got Dylan Edwards. Use him. Use him in the run game and passing game. But, you know, I think Travis Hunter, not only on offense, but also defensively, I think that they're going to miss him a little bit these next few weeks with him being out. Now, here's the difference between the two running games. Dylan Edwards, 25 carries, 136 yards, a touchdown. That's a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irving for the Ducks, 27 carries, about the same, uh, 216 yards and three touchdowns. Mm. That's a lot. But mm. then after after Edwards, you've got Wilkerson with 52, Hankerson with 51, a fertile, a fertile, offered all, <laughs> 11 yards. Dawson, oh. eight, uh, who? Dawson, eight yards. Smoke, no yards. Uh, Here are the Ducks running backs. James, 155. Whittington, 101. Nix, 60. So you got to control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Got to slow down that running game. Got to slow them down. And, dude, I just saw Shadur's stats. 107 for one and 136 for 1,251 yards and Ten touchdowns. One interception. And the one interception was not his fault. His receivers no. got to catch the ball. Um, and having a good season too. Eight hundred ninety-three yards, eight touchdowns, no picks. But yeah, I think this should be like 38, 35 game. I think it will be close and high scoring. I do too. I, I think twenty-one points is a huge spread, like way too much. Can the Buffs do it? We shall see. We shall see. And then for Oregon, you've got to prove yourself too. Mm-hmm. You you played two Division two teams and blown them out, and then you played a uh, Power Five team and barely beat them. You barely beat Texas Tech thirty eight to thirty. Yes. And again, I think Coach Prime is one hell of a coach. His coaching staff is going to have these guys prepared. I don't think it's a blowout, but honestly, I don't think CU wins it. Yeah, I mean, I think Oregon's just bigger. I think Oregon's just bigger, and I just think CU's offensive line just can't stand up. And I just think yeah. that running game will just be the difference for Oregon, too. Yeah. I got my I CU to... shirt on. I'm going to be cheering for him, but it's going to be a long Saturday. Okay, All right, we got to hurry this up. We're at a long time here. Uh, we'll touch on some ga- some good games going on. Uh, real quick, Clemson beating Florida State right now, 24-17. Wow. Yeah. But the games to watch today, as we said, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss at Alabama, 
Uh, biggest uh, Oregon State at Washington State, sneaky good. The last two Pac-12 team or Pac-2, we should call them now. Yeah, <laughs> Pac-2. But I think the biggest game today, uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame. That's gonna be a damn good game. Oh, uh, dude! If Florida State loses, woo! Mm. There go your college football playoff dreams. Seriously, uh, but no, there's some good matchups today in uh, Alabama. I'm intrigued to see who's playing quarterback for them because it's musical chairs. They do. I couldn't tell you. I don't even think they know. So, yeah, some good, some some, some good games going on in college football today. Definitely, damn good football games. All right, let's move it on to. Then, of course, you have some crappy school UTSA at Tennessee. Who? Yeah, dude, I just. I hate college football sometimes. Or, or here's another one: you have Charlotte at Florida and UAB at number one Georgia. Uh, UAB with the upset? No. Oh yeah, Rutgers, Michigan was close. Now Michigan's starting to pull away twenty four seven. No surprise oh. there. <laughs> no, it was seven to seven for like the first three quarters. Now Michigan's pulling away. Yeah. All right, let's move things along. Well, we're going to talk some NFL Week 3. Oh, okay. I want to talk must-win games of the week in the NFL Week 3 slot. Starting off with the Chargers-Vikings. I mean, Also, I think this could be sneaky best game of the week. Yeah, both teams desperate. They're both 0-2. Yeah. 0-3 feels like insurmountable, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I, but both teams can't cover anything offense. These are two good te- These are two teams with really good offenses and terrible defenses. And the Vikings are favored by one because they're in Minnesota. Yes. But I don't I don't know who to pick. Well, we'll, like, we'll find out when we get to your picks. Like, dude, this game's huge. It's Honestly, I think football. who do you think it's more of a must win for the Chargers or the Vikings? I think the Chargers because of the expectations they had. I agree. I do too. And you can't fall behind in this this division. Okay. The Vikings can fall behind in the NFC a little more. Yeah. So, but you cannot do it against in the, the AFC. No. Uh, another one. Uh, I mean, Bengals, 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 and the Rams. I think the Bengals are the only other one. The Bengals, yeah. that's almost a must win. But, but they don't know if Burrow's going to play. Dude, the Bengals signed like three other quarterbacks to the roster this week. Denver, I don't feel like it's a must win because guess what? Spoiler, they're not going to win. No, it's a must <laughs> win, but they're not going to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is a must win because you fall 0-3. It doesn't it feel like the Broncos are the worst team in their division again. Again. Because well, after this week, they will. Yeah. Which? I mean, those are really the only ones. I mean, yeah, Lions, I think... I th- honestly, I think the Lions is must win. You cannot lose back-to-back home games. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and I don't think they will. I, I mean, but you can't. It, no, like, you can't. And the Falcons, I don't think they're a pushover, but I don't think they're the best team. And the Cardinals, they just suck. Oh, yeah. And they're so, going to get deman- d- dismantled this week. Oh, yeah. They're not going to be able to score. Um, And then real fast, the 0-2 teams we believe in and the 2-0 teams we don't. 
Falcons don't believe in. I'll throw that out there right now. Saints, I don't believe in either. Oh, God, no. Like I just said, the way Derek Carr and that offense has looked, they've looked so boring. Yeah. If you have their kicker on your fantasy team, yeah. I mean, you're you're loving life because that's all they're doing is kicking field goals. The commanders I'm not fully sold on yet. Their defensive line is really good, but you, I don't know if I, the offense can keep that up. Yeah, I, I'm not a believer in Sam Howell yet, yeah. And honestly, the Cowboys – their schedule's been so weak, and now you play the Cardinals. I you got to play a good team for me to believe that you can keep that up. Yeah, what when you when you get to the Eagles, then we'll get talking. Oh yeah, that no no the Niners they play the Niners first. The Niners and Eagles. When you get to those guys, then then we'll talk and see how yeah. good you are. Um, the Bengals. Do you think they're as bad as they are? No, they shouldn't be, <laughs> but. As you said, Joe Burrow's health, that plays a big part. It's huge, dude. It's so huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know if I believe in the Bucks all that much either. No. But that division's just so bad. I mean, yeah, the, their their division with the Saints, Panthers, I mean, just no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, someone will probably be 9-8. and eight. They'll win that division, I'm guessing. <laughs> probably. Saints and Saints and Bucks will play each other. Final oh, score will be twelve six. To, Florida State twelve to nine will be the final score of the Bucks and Saints game. <laughs> Florida State just tied it up. Wow! Pick six. I might, I might, that might be one I have to turn on and watch. Oh yeah, football. All right, football, football. Let's finish this shindig up with neat, neat, our neat, neat, week neat. Let's do it. Three. Picks. You know you don't need to do that noise. I put it up. I I pot it up so that you can hear that. Oh, I know. I just like doing it. All right, so I beat Derek by two last or this week. Uh, week two for picks. So I'm back in the lead right where I belong. Thanks, thanks, Jags. Thanks, Rams. That's all I got to yeah, say. You're welcome. Let's start things off with Derek's team, the Broncos, going we've to Miami are- to face the Dolphins. Derek, what do you got? I mean, we've already said it. Uh, it's a must win for him, but Justin Simmons is out. No. Tyreek Hill is going to torch him. He torched him with the Chiefs, and now he's going to torch him with the Dolphins. And See, I actually think Jalen Waddle is going to torch him this week. But Denver, you said they're 1-9 all time. Make it 1-10. Real quick, Derek. So Broncos are minus 6.5. Buffs are minus 21. Who has a better chance to cover? Who has a better chance to win? CU. For both? Yes. See, I think CU has a better chance to cover. Oh, it wasn't a pick six. It was a fumble six. Uh, I think CU has a better chance to cover, but I think the Broncos have a better chance to win. We'll see. But no. Yeah, but I'll pick the Dolphins too. I <laughs> their defense isn't very good, but I let their offense is just explosive. So mm-hmm. give me the Dolphins at home. Indianapolis Colts led by Gardner Minshew. Uncle Rico Gardner Minshew going to Baltimore <laughs> to face off against the two and Ravens. Yeah, I think the Ravens get the win just because they're at home. Uh, Gardner Minshew, if this game was Indianapolis, I think it'd be a lot more intriguing. But I think just Minshew on the road, you know, he might have a costly turnover. But the Ravens, you know, they're just better. and They're they're rolling. I think they're going to keep that momentum going. 
100%. Ravens are eight-point favorites for a reason. I, they're just the better team, better defense, better offense, more consistent. Mm. So yep. give me the Ravens at home. Next game on the docket, I this one I have no idea. Titans at the Browns. Yeah, uh, what's Ryan Tannehill showing up? The one that played last week or the one with three picks? That's, that's what the really deciding factor is. But the Browns' defense... I don't know. I just think Derrick Henry might be too much for him, and I think the Titans may possibly squeak out a win, and I think that's the difference. And plus, with Nick Chubb being out in this game, that might hurt the Browns' offense, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Titans as well just because I don't think the Browns' offense is good at all, and especially without Chubb, there's no way. Uh, They're not going to be able to move the ball as much. they got to rely on the creeper. By the way, if you ever see a minus three and a half, it's because home field advantage. That's the only reason why they're three and a half point favorites are the Browns. Mm-hmm. Because of the home field, but I don't think it's gonna this is gonna this game's gonna suck, by the way. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be boring as hell. Yes, it will. Alright, Derek, your Lions set to host the Falcons back to back home games. Can they avoid another home upset? I think so. I think they get the win. I mean, Mon St. Brown is questionable, but Taylor De- Decker is out they're starting tackle i mean a couple guys are out but no i just think they find a way uh jamar gibbs hey jameer jameer sorry jameer gibbs hey it's it's your show now with montgomery out the next couple weeks so oh dude when he gets the ball i thought i was screaming to give him the ball more because he's just so explosive with the ball in his hands so now we get to see what he's made of but no i i, I think the i think the lions bounce back and get a win and, and, I agree. and as i said the falcons just i don't believe in them I don't believe in the Falcons' offense, but the Lions' defense has got to step it up. I mean, you you got to control the line of scrimmage, and I think they will. I think the Lions just have the better defense. Two exciting running backs to watch in this game. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> All right, another game I'm torn. The New Orleans Saints head to Green Bay to face the Packers in the Packers' first home game. Packers are one-point favorites. In yeah, the- I think... I think give me give me the Packers because you know they can actually score touchdowns. Uh, Derek Carr has only thrown one touchdown this year, and they've only kicked field goals. It seems like so. Give me the Packers because they can actually score. <laughs> if Aaron Jones plays, give me the Packers. If he doesn't, uh, the Saints are going to roll away, run away with this game. The Saints' defense is just—it's good. Way too good. It is it's good. very good. And I don't know. Alvin Kamara's last game, he's missing too. Yep. So that'll probably help the Saints out. I'm going to go with the Packers too, just for now, because I believe Jones is playing. Yeah. Um, but Bakhtiari's might be out too. So that's still a big one. Uh, shocker. Shocker, right. Um, <laughs> Packers' home first home game. Jordan Love's first home game start. Packers, they got to win this game almost. That guy's body's got to be held together with, like, Gorilla Glue and duct tape. Seriously. Atiari, he's always hurt. All right. Uh, Texans take their 0-2 record and C.J. Stroud to Jacksonville to face off against the Jaguars. Did the Jaguars bounce back? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Texans are just young. C.J. Stroud's look impressive the first two weeks, but... You know, Jacksonville's just a lot. They have more weapons than, than the Texans do, and they're just a better team. Agreed. This is almost a must-win for the the Jet Packers, for the Jaguars. Mm. Uh, you got to beat this team. 
And you've got to put the ball in the end zone. Yes. You have to. So yeah. I, think, I think they will. Give it to ETN or Christian Kirk. Please. How about Calvin Ridley? Fantasy points. No, screw, screw him. I don't have him. I have him on like three teams. So let's go. E- ETN <laughs> and Kirk. That's who I need. Uh, 0-2 Chargers. We mentioned it. Go to the 0-2 Vikings. Go Chargers. You're going with the Chargers. Give me why. Missing Eckler again. They are missing Eckler, but I mean, I don't know what it is. Just something about Kirk Cousins. Good guy. Netflix series. Phenomenal human being. Lives a very simple life. Quarterback-wise, Eric, he's just not good. I said it last week. Kirk Cousins is the definition of good. He is. He's a good... I mean, without that, he's a good dude. Very good dude. Does good for his community. He's the epitome of what an NFL player is. Family man, everything, but I don't know. He'll probably throw for 300, 400 yards in this game, but they're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what Kirk Cousins does. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers, too, because I just the Vikings turn the ball over too much. They fumble all the time. That, too. And I think this is going to be like a 38-35 type of game, but I think the Chargers offense is just a bit more consistent, and I think that's what's going to carry them over. I don't believe in either defense. Vikings could be 0-3. So Chargers could be 0-3. Somebody's coming out of this game 0-3, yeah. So we'll see, see like, who it I is. Think, I think it's more surprising that the Chargers are 0-2 because we expected the Vikings to take a step back, right? We did. Uh, we didn't expect this from the Chargers. Oh, no. No, now, I didn't. The, I didn't expect them to lose to Tennessee. Dolphins, different story, but uh, yeah, we both picked the Chargers there. Patriots take their anemic offense to, into New Jersey to face the anemic Jets. Uh, I think the Pats. I, I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers plays in this game. The Jets win. But with Zach Wilson, no, I, he's just – he turns the ball over too much. This and, is going to be a boring defensive and, game. And, and Belichick is just well, – he's just a good coach. And I think he'll he'll plan around how to beat the and I just but yeah just give me the Patriots, but this is gonna be very boring. Thirteen to ten probably game. Yeah, 16-13, something like that. I originally had the Patriots in here, but I might just pick the Jets to go against you, so we have a little bit of continuity here. Do uh, it. This is such a coin flip for me because like the Jets, they're two and a half point dogs. If they get their running game going with Brees Hall, they'll win this game. <laughs> I but I don't know if they can. I'm just gonna pick the Jets because I, just from so you and I are against each other. But do it. Yeah. Uh, go Jets, go. <laughs> uh, I don't believe in it at all. No, I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> one and one Bills go to the zero and two Commanders. Two can and zero. Command- two and zero. Excuse me. Two and zero Commanders. Can the Commanders command the Bills as six point underdogs at home? I don't think so. I think, uh, as we just said, Sam Howell. Which one are you gonna? Sh- which one's gonna show up? One, one from last. I one from last week or week one. I mean, granted they won both games, but this front seven I think will give Josh Allen trouble, though. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. But I just think the Bills are just a better team. I agree. I think I think it's gonna be lower scoring and closer than you might think. But uh, I think the Bills win by a touchdown. I think it's going to be like 27-20, something like that. Yeah, it'll be close. All right, into the afternoon games, the 
Carolina Panthers without Bryce Young under center head to Seattle to face the Puddle Pigeons. I want to pick the Panthers because I just want Seattle to lose. <laughs> I mean, is Geno going to play have a good game? I mean, he's at home. He's He tends to do better at home. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to pick Seattle, but I'm going to have to pick them just because they're at home. But see, with I, but with but with Andy Dalton in there, the Panthers have a, have a shot. I think. See, I actually am going to pick the Panthers because Do it. because Dalton is playing. I I honestly don't like. You don't have any tape on him in this Panthers offense. The Seahawks have not been good defensively. Eric's riding with the red rifle. I, I am. I like. I, I am. Kind of, <laughs> I kind of like the Panthers matchup against the Seahawks a little more <laughs> than I do the Lions. So uh, I'm going to take the Panthers with an upset. All right. All right. Cardinals and Cowboys. We're both picking the Cowboys. Cardinals suck. I mean, nothing more needs to be said as, along with this next game. Bears and Chiefs. We're both picking the Chiefs. Because I, I think this is a, a game that this the Chiefs is, just blow them out. If the Chiefs need a get right game, this they got it. The, the schedule gods gave them this game. So no, I think the Chiefs win like 40 to 10. I really do. This game's going to suck. I hope DJ go, Moore Adam, at least has the, the only. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I hate picking the damn yeah. Chiefs, I have to. Chiefs defense has been the only reason that's holding this team together. By the way. Yeah. Um. All right. Into the Sunday night game. Oh, this game's gonna suck. Steelers or Raiders. Uh, both offenses. Yes. Both defenses. Mm-hmm. Both teams, for that matter, Eric. Awful. Mm-hmm. This has been bad. Uh, Kenny Pickett or Jimmy G? That's like, who do you believe in more? I gotta hate to say it. I think just because the Raiders are home, I gotta go with the Raiders because Kenny Pickett, he just hasn't looked that good. No, to be fair, Garoppolo. Garoppolo hasn't either. The Steelers' offense is boring. It's anemic. It sucks. They can't move the ball. Mm -hmm. The Raiders can at least move the ball. That's why I'm going with the Raiders. Now, they've got to run the damn ball with Josh Jacobs. I don't know why he had two carries. Makes I don't no know sense. what the hell you're doing. Or nine carries. Whatever the hell he had. I mean, you're paying him all that money and you give him that much? You gotta give, give him, him the ball. You do. Uh, this is gonna be like an 18-16 to 16 game. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't <laughs> care. Give me the Raiders because they're at home. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it, but... If all oh of a sudden I see it's like 34-30 with like two minutes to go, I'll watch the damn game. <laughs> nice. Anywho, Monday night, a little bit Last of matchups. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Tampa Bay to face off against the Buccaneers. Both teams 2-0. and <clears throat> You go first. I'm going to pick the Eagles just because I think they're the better team. I'm not fully sold on the Bucks yet, and this Eagles front seven is going to get after it. I really like the Eagles defensive line in this matchup. Yeah, I do too. I think you know, I think it's time Baker Mayfield may fall back down to earth. He might have a couple turnovers, but the Eagles are just a better team. That defense, that front, that front seven, it's just not even fair. And I think they're going to get after the Baker Mayfield in this game, and I'm sure I'm sure uh, Sam will be happy to have his Eagles go three and zero. Oh yes, 
And to wrap things up for week three, my Los Angeles Rams head to Cincinnati to have a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Rams or Bengals, Derek? The Bengals, I believe, are favored still because we don't know about Burrow. They are. They're three-point favorites. Uh, I think with Burrow, without Burrow, the Rams win this game. So uh, I'm picking them. Do not let me down. If they let me down this week, I'm not picking them the rest of the year. Damn it. They really let me down last week. Damn. Even when they play the Cardinals? Oh, God, no. I'm picking the Rams all day. <laughs> but By the way, the Cardinals are 13-point underdogs. I mean, Chiefs are 12-and-a-half-point favorites. Joe Burrow and, or Jake Browning, he said it's a backup, I think. But, yeah, I think the Rams just – Find a way to just beat the Bengals. I just I think are just until Joe Burrow gets right, they could be in trouble. I think you almost have to. The Bengals desperate. They're going to get a win. They're they're going to be desperate and like they they've they have to win this game. I don't know if they can. Mm. Stafford and the Rams offense has been really good so far. They got to get the run game going. Mm-hmm. But if there's a weakness for this Bengals offense or defense, excuse me, it's their secondary. Yeah, and the Rams have been passing the ball with ease this year, so I'm gonna pick the Rams too. I, Go Rams! The first time I'm picking them this season. Look at you, Eric. Um, but I think they're just a the better team right now, and the Bengals—they're one. They're down. They are awful. They are really bad. So, yep. All right. That's you all got, I got anything else? Nope. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Go Rams! Go Buffs! Go Rams! Go, Go Lions! Go Lions. Not, not, not go Broncos because they're going to lose. Well, I mean, go Broncos, but you suck still. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. I, I, I'm Baker. That's Mariota. We will catch you on the next time. See you. <laughs>